Steve Lustica is our first guest to talk about the men's side. Steve, how are you? Thanks for joining us once again on The Green Room. Yeah, well, good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a heart-stopping game for the spectators in Ballarat over the weekend. Uh, what about for the players, mate? It was uh, pretty dramatic. Yeah, it was, to be honest. Um, obviously, there was a bit of late drama there at the end. And, you know, obviously, Youngy pulled off that, that save at the end. But, look, you know, overall, you know, we were obviously disappointed that, you know, that's a game that we're hope, hoping to get the three points. Um, you know, we did come back from behind, which was a positive. Um, you know, I thought we... We started the game a bit slow. Um, we conceded that early goal, but, you know, the positive was that we came back in the second half. We went up 2-1, and then obviously we conceded that goal and that late drummer at the end. So, look, all in all, you know, we've got to be be happy with the point. What was going through your mind as you, you watched uh, Jason Cummings line up for that that spot kick? Did you have confidence in uh, in Youngie to pull off the save? Yeah, look, Youngie's been fantastic for us all season. Um, so, you know... He obviously stood up in the right moment there, right at the death, you know, and saved it for us. So, um, you know, that was, um, you know, obviously great from Youngie. And like I said, he's been fantastic all season. So, um, overall, look, you know, obviously, like I said, it was a bit disappointing for us um, not to get the three points in the end. But, um, yeah, we move on to next next game. Were you almost, was there a little small part of you? And maybe you don't want to give, give Jamie too much credit, but just kind of, had that sixth sense that he was going to save it. Because I, I've got to say, watching that in real time, I don't think I've ever seen a, a keeper save a penalty quite as comfortably as Youngie saved that penalty. Like it, it, so it, it almost looked easy for him. It was like he knew where it was going beforehand. Did you almost have a sixth sense as you were standing on the line that, I reckon he's going to save this? Yeah, look, like I said, we have full, full confidence in Youngie. He's pulled off so many saves for us this season and, you know, um, I can't recall that we've conceded too many penalties as well. So, um, you know, he stepped up at the right moment, saved it. And, of course, you know, Young has been fantastic. And, like I said, um, it was a great save, yeah. You had your regular central midfield partner back in the side in, uh, in Neil Kilkenny. How is it to have him back? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Kilkenny's been, you know, fantastic for us all season. Um, you know, to play with him, it's it's, you know... It's so easy at times because he understands the game so well. He's such an intelligent footballer as well. So to have him, you know, next to midfield always makes it easier. So we're very happy that you know that he's that he's back back playing. And one of the other players that's been joining you in that midfield three area, of course, in the absence of Alessandro Diamanti, is is Lockie Wales, who's not someone that we have traditionally known uh, as a ten. You know, he's been more of a, a wide player or a central striker. How do you find working in with him? making up that that midfield three yeah look Lockie's been fantastic as well in the attacking um, third as well so you know he can obviously play out wide he can play as a 10 he can play as a striker so you know in that attacking area you know he's got a lot of speed and he understands the game well as well so um, you know if he's playing as a 10 or or as a winger he understands his role he can he can play all those positions uh, up front so you know he did really well on the weekend and obviously had that great assist for Priovic so um, yeah Lockie's uh, Lockie's been playing very well well, actually, I'm glad you brought up Alex Prijevic because th- this was almost, as someone who enjoys a bit of not just football discussion, but discussion about football sartorial and the fashion of football, <laughs> I was very, very impressed uh, by by Alex Prijevic, almost like hitman uh, get up with the long <laughs> sleeves and the uh, and the gloves as well. well. What did you make of that? Because gloves, I think, in Australian football. Gloves can be a yeah, bit, a bit of, of a controversial a, thing at, a at the local level. Were there any, any yeah, comments look, I'm not, come up? I'm not going to lie. We, we, there was a few eyebrows raised when you put them on uh, right before the game. 
Um, because like you said, we're not, we're not, we don't really wear gloves in Australia, do we? It doesn't get that cold. So, I mean, you know, he's played in some hot places around the world. He's played in Saudi and, you know, he's played in Greece, obviously. I'm pretty sure it gets pretty cold there, but not, you know, it wasn't that cold in Ballarat, but <laughs> that's, um, yeah, like I said, there was a few question marks there when he put them on, but yeah, if he's comfortable in them, that's um, that's his thing. Yeah. I suppose if he's scoring goals, it doesn't doesn't really matter too much to you as a teammate, uh, whether he's wearing gloves or not. No, hundred percent. If he's gonna if he's scoring for us, he can wear whatever he wants. Um, so no problem there. He's hardly taking the throw-ins, so it doesn't really matter. No, but, you know, true. football football takes you many places, hot and cold. So. Well, I, just, I just do remember thinking, as impressed as I was, exactly as Steve said, it is cold in Ballarat, but it's. Is it that cold? Is it glove cold? <laughs> I'm not sure. From is, it, is it ever glove cold in, in well, Victoria? I'm not he's sure. Been, he's been in Greece and Saudi Arabia, so he's probably not probably not used to the, the Ballarat chill. Yeah, no, comparatively Maybe that's speaking. a good nickname you've come up with, uh, Lockie, the, the hitman, because he's, he's clinical in front of goal. Unless, Steve, he, he has a, another nickname that's better in within the club that we don't know about. Uh, well, I've heard the heat, man, to be honest. That's, that's, that's a good one. We might throw that one around the change room <laughs> tomorrow training and see, see what the boys think. Perfect. I'd rather uh, you guys uh, break uh, it in for me. Don't shoot him that one. Oh, I don't mind that one, to be honest. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so who, who is the uh, the one who comes up with the nicknames at training? Is there someone usually coining them? Uh, look, there's a few few jokers in, in the room. Lockie Wales comes to mind. He doesn't mind the few uh, few jokes here and there. So if, if I had to... Say someone would be Lockie Wales. He's, he's usually front and center with all with all the different banter going around. Do, do you have one that's stuck in the Western United changing room? In terms of like a, a nickname, a name, yeah. nickname, Wednesdays. You know, Wednesdays is uh, Wednesday. When Wenzel Halls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Because we've got a few, we've got two Dylans in the team. So we've got Dylan Price and uh, Dylan Wenzel Hall. So uh, everyone's saying Dylan, Dylan, and then we didn't know which one. So we, we call Wenzel Hall's Wednesdays. That that makes sense. I, I, I was wondering, knowing Dylan Wenzel Hall's uh, n- notoriety amongst the playing group for, for being a, a good talker and uh, being able to get under people's skin, especially his opposition teammates. I thought he maybe ha- might have had a nickname to be uh, be less charitable, but um, <laughs> maybe Wednesdays, not one appropriate when, for the yeah. Wednesdays so. is probably yeah. a good one to leave. I, I <laughs> there's remember a few, I'm, there's, a few, there's a few for him, uh, but probably not suitable. For, for, <laughs> yeah, for the great yeah. Group. It's a it's a it's a G show. That's that's a great point. Well, so, someone who did have quite a bit to say about uh, Dylan Wenzel Hall's last week was, of course, Nikolai Topol Stanley and. We all know the milestone that he was able to achieve over the weekend, uh, breaking that A-League men's all-time games record. I mean, what was it like for you as a player to sort of stand alongside someone like Nikolai and, and experience that moment with him as well? Yeah, look, Topper's, you know, he's been, he's had a fantastic career throughout the A-League and, you know, obviously now he's broken the record and, you know, all credit to him. I mean, he's the ultimate professional. He's, he's you know, such, he's such a leader amongst the boys in the dressing room and, you know, he's, he's, he's the perfect perfect guy to hold that record, uh, basically. So, you know, I'm sure there's many more games to come from him as well. I, I bet there is because, you know, we were chatting to him. It doesn't seem like the end's in sight. Uh, you know he's he's very very down to earth. Like he, we, we were lauding his you know professionalism and so forth. And he's like, oh, I picked up things here and there. You know, he's he's an incredibly modest character, right? Yeah, no, he is. He's he's very modest. He's very humble, um, and he's very well liked amongst the playing group as well in the change room. So, like I said, all credit to Topper. Um, you know, he, he, 
I played with him. Um, this is the second club I've been with him at now, and um, yeah, um, like I said, I can see him going on. He's you know he's still super fit. He's still he's still fast. He looks after his body really well, and you know he could go on for another another few seasons. I think. Obviously, Steve, you've got plenty of experience yourself. You know, you're not one of those sort of younger players that you mentioned that needs to be sort of taking Nikolai Topol-Stanley's every word, you know, that comes out of his mouth. But do you find that he is a kind of player that even you yourself, having experienced what you have, you're still picking up little things from him here and there? Because he kind of seems like like a player's player. Mm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Even like, you know, Neil Kil- Kilkenny, Diamante, your topper there. Last year was it like Durante. Um, these experienced players, you know, you can learn so much from them, you know, just – for, for them being at that at that level for that many years, and that consistency, even when they get to those you know late thirties and they're still coming to training every day, they have they have those high standards. Um, you know, definitely you can you can learn from that. You know, me me as well, and obviously for the younger guys as well, hundred percent. Mm. Oh, you mentioned Diamante in that list of um, people to learn from, and he's certainly someone who you've been able to do plenty of listening to off the pitch recently. Obviously, he's not available to take the field at the moment through injury, but we have seen him quite a lot featuring behind the, uh, you know, behind the coaching staff, behind John Aloisi, he's sort of uh, being very emotive in terms of what's happening on the pitch and, and no doubt yelling plenty of instructions. Can you hear him over the uh, the yells of John and, and Hayden Fox on the touchline? Yeah. You can always hear the, uh, I mean, he's always, he's always, you know, Obviously, at the game, you, you saw him on the sidelines there on the bench, um, you know, getting up, screaming, screaming instructions out to the boys and, you know, just motivating the boys, basically. Same at training, you know, he hasn't been training, obviously, the last couple of weeks, but he, he's there every day. He's watching training. He's with the boys. He's in the change room. Um, so, with Diamante as well, you know, you, he, he's just football mad. You know, he's that passionate about the club, about football in general, and he, he just wants to help. So uh, he's another one that's um, been a big, um, big factor for us. What about some of the young boys who are starting to come into the picture? I mean, we've heard big raps for uh, for Adisu Bayou in recent weeks. Yeah, look, so obviously we've got a lot of good youngsters coming through. Um, you know, you can look through the NPL team as well. They, they've been more sitting in the weekend and there's a lot of quality young players coming through there as well. So, you know, the future is definitely bright for Western United in terms of young players. Um, it's just about for them waiting for their chance and making sure, you know, they come in every day prepared to work hard to, to improve and, and when that chance does come that, that, that they're ready to, to grab it because it's not easy as well. I was in that position as well, um, you know, a long time ago now, but you know, I was a young player as well, trying to break in and get 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 minutes, and it wasn't easy back then, and it's no different now as well. So you know, they've got to buy their time, they've got to keep working hard, and their time will come, and you know, they've got to be ready when it does come. And in terms of those MPL guys, I don't know if you've had a chance to to watch much of the team so far or see many of those guys in training, but is there anyone who's who's stood out to you in recent weeks as they've started their campaign? Um, look, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of players there. Um, you know, one that that I, you know, that I've seen he trains with us regularly is Reese Bozanowski. He's one definitely to look mm-hmm. out for. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's one that's definitely caught my eye. Absolutely. What is it about Reese? What, what does he bring to the table if people haven't seen him play? Yeah, he's just he's, a, he's an all round type of midfielder. You know, he can play you know as a holder, as a t- attacking midfielder. Mm. As a ten, as an eight, you know, he's very comfortable on the ball. He's sort of, he's, he's you know, he's, he's pretty small for his, he's, you know, he's not a big player, but he uses his body well. He's, he's very intelligent with how he uses the ball. Um, and, you know, he's only just turned 18 as well. So 
definitely, um, you know, a good future ahead for him if he continues to, you know, work hard and improve. Do you see yourself in him at all? It seems like you've got a few uh, similar qualities from your description. What was that? Sorry, I missed do you that. See, do you see yourself in, in Reese at all? You know, no, younger well, version? Yeah, I'm just born to him, you know, he plays a similar position to me, you know. I, yeah, I mean, he's caught my eye, you know, since I remember watching him um, when he was training with the MPL team last season. Uh, he wasn't even training with, with us and I used to watch their trainings in the morning and he always stood out to me and now he's, you know, he had, he's been training with us full time and definitely one that, that, that has caught my eye. On the topic of promising youngsters, Steve, we, we know that you're, you know, that's something you're really passionate about both internally and externally to the club. And I'm going to do something here that uh, a lot of people say you shouldn't always do, which is uh, bring off-air conversations into the public forum. But Uh-oh. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm doing it for good reason. And it's because um, I, I've had the, the, the pleasure of, of citing you, albeit from a distance, at a few NPL Victoria games this season where you've been, you know, paying attention to some younger players that, that you've been working with? How do you, you find the, uh, the balance of, of working with those players amongst a, amongst a weekend? Yeah, look, obviously now it's, it's a little bit difficult um, with, with, with um, the season and our training schedule at the moment. But, you know, there's a number of players there that I've worked with that I keep an eye on um, in the MPL um, set up there. So I do like to, when I do get a chance, I like to get out to games and, and keep, eye on, keep an eye on some of these boys. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's also now if you can't get out to the games, you can watch the games online as well, which, which mm. is a big help. So, um, yeah, I enjoy, you know, when I do have spare time, I do enjoy getting out to some of the games and, and seeing the talent out there because there is a lot of untapped touch talent, you know, untapped talent out in the MPL that, you know, unfortunately they, they don't get an opportunity. So, you know, hopefully in the years to come, you know, we see these boys step up into the A-League. Absolutely. Uh, last few weeks for the squad, since we last spoke to you, what's been the message from the coaching staff? Obviously every team's going through this heavy run of games and pretty much it's a, it's a full-on sprint until the end of the season. So, you know, they're probably, we've seen in the A-League a little bit of inconsistency with a lot of teams. Uh, what's been the message to, to try and keep that consistency level from the coaching staff? Yeah, basically stick to what we've been doing all season, um, which is, you know, obviously working hard, um, sticking to our structures that we've been, you know, working on since day one. Um, you know, it's been working for us all season and, you know, we've been growing throughout the season as well and getting better and, you know, we've obviously faced a lot of challenges as well, different venues, you know, obviously everyone's faced the COVID situation um, as well. Um, you know, injuries hasn't helped as well, but, you know, we, we, we've we, we've put all that aside and just focused on, you know, the playing group that's there to play. We know we've got, you know, we've got good players there. We've got a, we've got a coaching staff there that, 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 you know, give us so much information, so much going to so much detail before the game. So you know, we're we're we're, we're well prepared going to games, and we, you know, we know what to expect. So it's the same every game. You know, is going to be difficult, like it is in the A League, and you know, now it's you know, I think there's six games to go, and you know, we're going to give it a good crack. Playing at a variety of venues is something that's just um, you know been something that you've had to work in throughout the season, as you've mentioned, and you'll be adding another exciting one to the list this week in Ballarat, taking on. Wellington Phoenix at the uh, the Ballarat Regional Soccer Facility. Obviously, we know that it's been a difficult couple of, of weeks for, for Wellington, you know, dealing with a lot of outs, suffering a couple of defeats. How do you approach a game like that as a squad? Obviously, a team that's suffered, you know, two significant losses, maybe when you're at the top of the table, it'd be easy to think, oh, this is a great chance to grab three points. But obviously, you've also got to guard against complacency on, on the other hand. So how do you look at a, a, an approach, a fixture like this? 
yeah, to be honest, it would be no different the way we would approach it if, if they won three or four nil the last couple of games. Um, it would be the same. You know, we do an analysis on, on the opposition. We do our own analysis and, and you know, we, we play our, our own game. So, like I said, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference, you know, if they won the last games or they've lost. For us, it's always the same. So, you know, we're going to go in with a clear mind and knowing what we need to do to get the job done. Go for it, Josh. All right, I was going to ask, you know, in your career, you've obviously been on a lot of successful teams. I imagine you've been through some difficult times and difficult spells as well. And Wellington having lost, you know, five and six nil in their last two games. Is there a danger approaching, uh, I guess, what you call a wounded animal, a team that's uh, really hurting and, and looking to make it right? Yeah, of course. They're going to want to bounce back as well. So, you know, they've, they've had two big defeats now and 100% they're going to be up for it. You know, they're going to want to bounce back with, with a positive result. So they're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. I mean, like I said, nothing changes for us. We, we're going to approach the game like any other game as well. So... You know, we've got a few more sessions uh, until the game on Saturday. Um, and yeah, we're obviously looking forward to getting out to Ballarat again.